Welcome back, everybody. Hello. It's Terror and Tacos. It's only, it's only been a week. It's only been a week. But in case you forgot, I'm Christy. I'm Michael. And we eat tacos sometimes. Yes. All the time, but sometimes. And we talk about horror movies because it's the thing that we love the most. And now we drink Coca-Cola coffee. Yeah. It's the only <laughs> kind of it's the only kind of Coke we drink. It has taken over. Yeah. Um, so you got the dark one this time? Yes, yes. Dark blend. I got the dark blend. Aspen heard uh you know. Oh, does Aspen Taylor listen to the podcast? Uh, occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, so she went out and, and knowing my laziness, she got me some. Took our advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm drinking the caramel. I've never... I've never Ooh, tried this one, this so be we'll a new see. One. How do you say it? Caramel or caramel? I say caramel, but caramel. I, I, think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how, how to, say, to it. say it. It's I like nougat. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? And who knows what nougat is? What is it really? I have no idea. It's it's like sugar, air, and dreams. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. nougat is. I have yeah. no idea. All right, moment mm. of truth. How is it? Oh, the caramel is pretty good. All right, it yeah. tastes really good. It kind of tastes like when you go to Fair Park. And you get caramel corn yes. and Coke. Nice. Perfect. Yeah, without without the popcorn stuck, stuck in, in your teeth. Yeah. Um, I did. I mean, we didn't get to eat together because, you know, both still busy. But I did have, I did a sweet combo at Taco Joint last night. Oh, nice. One classic fajita. Perfect. Uh-huh. Real nice. Uh, and then one spicy fried chicken taco. Was it good? It was delicious. And they weren't fucking around. Like, it was legit spicy. Yeah. Had a nice kick. And I don't know. I like uh, I like going combo of like one classic and one like and something uh, yeah, new, let's mix something it up. bold. And you know, I'm not against as much of a purist as I am. I'm not against like putting something a new kind of filling in a taco. But you know, take that filling and kind of flip it on its head to you know at least try and 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 simulate some kind of like Latin flavor, right? So when you take spicy fried chicken, yeah. And put it in a tortilla. I am all for yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. You know, I just don't want like a flour tortilla with meatloaf and mashed potatoes <laughs> in it. Like that's not, that's a, not taco. a taco. That's no, not that's a taco. Not. That's like no, that's school food, and they grabbed a tortilla. Right. Exactly. Um. Well, cool. All right, we're here. We're here to honor James Con. No, we're not queer. Um, to honor James Con. We R. were go- we were gonna go see Black Phone. Yes, but we didn't get to. Um, but then Santino. One Man. of my favorites yeah. passed away this week. I was really sad. I was too. And I know a lot of people are like, he was 80 something. I think he was 82. Of I, course. I get that. Yeah. I could still be I can bummed, still be sad. Man. Like, you know? You know? Um, and it was, so it felt, misery felt right. Uh, it's, you know, a major, major horror film that right. he's in. Um, and then in addition to that, you were watching The Offer. Right. And then you were like, Dude, you have to watch the you offer. Have to watch the so offer. we both watched the offer, which is a a show about the, right. the making of, of, of the, the Godfather. Godfather. So James Conn is a character, and he's not a huge character, but mm. has one of the best fucking scenes oh, ever. I told you. Um, I <clears throat> I could not wait because I started watching the offer before you did. Yeah, I, and I believe I went out and got Paramount because of you're telling me to watch the show. Me and Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. We're kind of like you have to watch mm-hmm. this, and then. I could not wait for you to get to that it's part. It's so awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to give anything away. Don't spoil it. But that said, also, uh, you want to honor James Caan, go watch The Offer. <laughs> exactly. an awesome show. It really, really, really is. It, it, it It's hopeful. You know, it makes me go like, man, that that Hollywood's like that. Like, you can't, well, I guess you can write that shit, but you can't 
just the way it goes down. It's insane. It's insane. And the fact that this movie that is, you know, considered by many to be one of the best American movies ever made. Myself included. Me too. Like almost al- didn't happen. Almost didn't happen like 30 different times. 30 different times, um, 30 different ways. Yeah. People didn't want it to happen. No, and I found it inspiring. I wanted it made me want to go make another movie immediately. Also, I love Italian shit. So yeah. that was great. I also love Italian shit. You know, you you uh, texted me and you were like, I just want to eat cannoli. Yeah. I was like, the whole time I was watching this, I just wanted to eat pasta. Yeah, I mean, they eat so much food in I, this. You know, I always want to eat spaghetti when somebody's eating spaghetti, spaghetti on sure. TV, especially cartoon spaghetti. But this made me just want to go out yeah. and get some pasta. It looks amazing. And then yeah. anytime Rabisi's carry, I don't even want to give anything away. Right. But he's always like bringing cannoli yeah <laughs> like basically like exactly you, whatever you're getting isn't the right you need to have these you need to have these <laughs> so like, i love the scene where al ruddy the young the producer. producer played by miles teller uh-huh. um goes to have dinner oh at, his at, house. at columbo's y'all house. i'm sorry y'all are gonna hear my yappy dog yapping she's upset she's upset because she can't come in the studio to talk about misery maybe i should just let her in let me let her in and then she'll stop barking. we'll take a break yeah dog break Hey, she's back. <laughs> Here we are. All right. I just had to let the dog Hi, in because baby. if not, you know. It's just going to be a whole thing. Yap, 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 yap. Um, so when was the last time before last week that you watched Misery? Oh, it's been years. Me too. And it's not that I did not enjoy it or don't think it's a good movie. I'll be honest with you. Body horror. It's tough. It's tough to watch for yeah. me. Yeah. And so there's one scene in particular in this <laughs> oh, movie fuck me, man. I, that I just I remembered it existed, but didn't remember how horrifying it right. truly and was. And it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. And that is the one scene that has legit kept me away from watching this, this movie, movie again. again yeah. Despite the fact that Kathy Bates, who was virtually unknown yeah. at the time, yeah. SMU grad. S- go ponies. Um go ponies. Um, won an Oscar for yeah, it. Yeah, at, 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 she filmed it at, at 42 years old and mm-hmm. most of her career had been heavily theater. Right. Um, which I think is an awesome story. For those of you who don't know, uh, Misery is damn near a two-hander. I mean, there are... There yeah. are it is James Caan and Kathy Bates for the for most, most of, of the this film. film. And then Richard Farnsworth. Richard Farnsworth and Lauren fucking Bacall. Yeah, Lauren Bacall. <laughs> like, how did they get Lauren Bacall? Lauren Cockadooty Bacall. How did they? Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. What was that phone call? Like, hey, Lauren, are you I, bored? Do you want to come have, shoot a couple scenes? I have no idea. Are they stunningly beautiful still? Right, still. <laughs> like, you know, come play a a, a, a literary publisher yeah. editor it'll be fun it'll be fun for you yeah um and so yeah it's it's basically the two of them it's james Conn, it's kathy bates it is directed by rob reiner uh it's written by uh william goldman like this is the team that also gave us princess bride right and had rob reiner already done stand by me yes i believe so yeah i believe so yeah oh yes he had definitely because yeah. this is misery's 1990 right so, stand by so like i feel like rob reiner is maybe the only director who stays true to Stephen King yeah. and and does a really, really, really good 
job. Yeah. I mean, this film company's called Castle Rock. Right. So clearly the two of them are cool with each other. Yeah. As opposed to say. Same generation, right? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And uh, as opposed to the way like, you know, King views Kubrick. Right. um, He seems to trust Rob Reiner. Right. And Rob Reiner has a different sensibility. It's a different aesthetic. It's, it's, and it kind of, it, it, it's cohesive with the way Stephen King writes. Who his writing can be horrifying. Yeah, like some of his novels, like Pet Cemetery, uh, and some of the other ones that are just horrifying, um, are a little different than some of these kind of like, can we call them bucolic or yeah, kind of like I, I quaint? Think so the ones quaint horror, definitely the ones that are cozy horror. Cozy. Um, I mean, so much of misery is. I mean, it's just a few scenes of true horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the horror. Well, I mean, we should probably talk about what the movie's about. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk. I'm sorry. I got no, no, no. I, I did too. So I just assume everyone's seen it, but that might not be the case. Like yeah. it is now over thirty years old. Yeah. And just for the record, I am going to try to get through this episode without saying the f word. That's- I'm going to try and like. Um, you know, substitute the same way that Annie Wilkes does. Yes, that's a great movie. goal. I can't fucking do that. So <laughs> I'll just be, the ju- be, I'll be the Jimmy Khan. You'll be the Jimmy Khan character. Um, okay, so Jimmy Khan. Jimmy Khan. The great James Khan. I mean, and at this point, even in the, in the, the man is already so famous, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, he's James fucking Khan, yeah. man. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, yeah, he's already been sunny. And, and yes, and not really known for, working in the horror genre per se. This is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I think also important because they were, I think Reiner was smart and bold enough to get Kathy Bates, who was relatively, I'm not even, she was unknown. She was unknown. She was a stage actress. Yeah. She's just really good at acting. Right. So much so that after this, everyone was like, oh shit, we should hire this lady. More. Yeah. um, Yeah. So I think you got you got a name in Khan, right? I think mm-hmm. that's probably part of it. And he plays James Khan plays uh, Paul. What's his last name? Sheldon. Paul Sheldon, who is a, an obscenely famous writer, right? For writing <laughs> romance, right? That's what they are, yeah, right? It's romance. It's romance novels. It's in, he, he, but period as well. Period. He writes these romance novels. You've seen them; they exist. And sure, the they're main, very popular. Yeah, the main character, her name is. Misery, Chastain or Chastain. something, and and he only so his character intended to write the first Misery, and then I'm never going to write yeah, Misery to again, make money to make money, but it has gotten out of hand. Yes, and, and Misery has been his career. Misery has been his career, and I think the way he's set up, and this is just like, or maybe this is just how James Con sort of naturally comes off. He seems to me like a a writer who wanted to be, say, like someone like Philip Roth, who was taken (laughs) extremely fucking seriously in literary circles Mm -hmm. and lauded and all of these things and made enough to live well, but it was about the work. Right. And has become the exact opposite of that. Yeah, he's Kurt Cobain. Like, yeah, right? Like writing... Not just writing popular fiction, but writing, ro- I mean, romance novels. Kind of trashy romance. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, the main character is What do they call, they call them? like bodice rippers. Sure, yeah. And them. it's like, yeah. takes place, it seems like somewhat in like- Victorian, Victorian times. Victorian times. In, a, and, in America or something. Sure. Why not? Right. Um, 
But he is gone. He he is now writing um, his next book, which is not a misery book. And he has this tradition because he's very uh, superstitious Mm -hmm. that when he's close to finishing a book, he goes and he rents this cabin in rural Maine, right? No, I think this was... Was this Maine or was it Colorado? Oh, my. Yeah. I think it was Colorado. Rural somewhere. Yeah, rural right? somewhere. Um, I just always assume Maine. I always assume Maine <laughs> yeah. also, but I really think this uh, was so, Colorado. Yeah, he goes, so he goes to a cabin in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And he has like this, he is isolated. He has quit smoking, but he sets out one cigarette for when he types the mm-hmm. end. A bottle, a bottle of, of Dom Perignon. Mm-hmm. Um and he, this is his tradition. And so we watch him finish this book on a typewriter, of course, which means there's only one copy. Right. Which horrifies me. I know. To but that's also part core. of his extremely duty tradition. Yes, he doesn't make copies. He doesn't make copies because the first novel he ever wrote that was a huge success. He didn't make a copy. Because he, he didn't think anyone would want to read it. Right. So the, the, but part of that is he's finished. He now has to go basically take this directly to uh, his publisher, his publisher Lauren, Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall, his publisher. Um, She's not Lauren Bacall <laughs> in the movie, but she, I wish she was. She can only be like... I, Who's your publisher? Lauren Bacall. Well, Lauren Bacall's my publisher. Is this like a level of fame that's not real? Yeah. Like when you're referenced in songs? Yeah. Like that's when you're like, what real. the fuck? Right. Um, Okay, so and and the thing is, is that he doesn't fly back to New York. No. Part of his tradition he is drives that he drives in his, his Mustang, sixty-five Mustang or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he finishes. He has his 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 his, his lucky strike. Uh-huh. Um, his glass of champagne, uh, and then what? The next morning, he yeah. he leaves. But it's a fucking snowstorm, it's blizzard, and this car, while beautiful. Does not seem. It's not, <laughs> it's not really. It's not equipped to be in a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. In a very like these roads aren't even cleared. Right. We're in the middle of kind of nowhere. It's kind right? of like mountainous. And also, let's just be honest. He doesn't seem to be too concerned about the speed at which he is. No, <laughs> this, he's not even paying attention. I'm like, oh, this is horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like it's horrifying. And so there's no chains. No, on there's the, nothing. There's nothing. Like, you're going to go off the yeah. road, even if you're fucking white-knuckling. Right. Not surprisingly. Which I would be. Oh, God. dude, I'm terrified of driving the mountains. Me too. I don't, I don't, not regardless of the snow. No, no, no. I am terrified. It's, it doesn't. It's, it's not, terrifying. We shouldn't be. It's like the sea, Christy. I know. We, we should, should not be, be there. there. This is why it was your voice that I heard when we were driving through Pennsylvania. <laughs> And I thought it was fog. In my mind, I was like, is this fog? And I heard your voice in my head go, no, Christy, that's a cloud. effing cloud. We shouldn't be there. We shouldn't be there. So he fucking has a horrific wreck. Right. Um, I mean, flips over everything. Yeah, and like goes down this hill and all this Mm -hmm. stuff in the snow. And... We think he's dead. We think he's dead. Um... But he Lo gets, and behold. yeah, he gets pulled from the wreck, right, and wakes up in the sort of home, not sort of a home, yeah, uh, of this woman named Annie Wilkes, mm-hmm. who just so happens to be his number one fan. Yes, I'm your number one fan. I'm your number one, which fan. which became a famous line, yeah. when Misery came out, and you find out a little later, or not, pretty pretty early into it. 
the reason she was able to save him mm-hmm. is that she was stalking him. She was stalking him. Um, she puts it in terms of like, I just love you so much even to catch a glimpse of you. Right. And But like she knows, she is fully aware. She's yes. obsessed with the mir- misery books. Obsessed. And she she's fully aware that this is where he comes to write his books. Mm-hmm. So I can see a sitch in which she moves there. Uh, oh, absolutely. to be close to him. Yeah, and, and at least at the beginning of the movie, we know, all we know about her, all she tells us essentially is that she's his biggest fan um, and that she's a nurse. Yeah. So when he wakes up, I mean, he's badly injured. His legs are broken. His legs are broken, she has and props to the makeup department oh, because his legs dude. look awful. Yes, um, and she has done at least what is necessary to to to, to to to. She has built some splints. Yeah, and she's put them on his legs, and she says the roads are snowed over. I can't get through. Right, we and can't get you as soon as the snow is gone. I'll call we'll the get hospital. the hospital. We'll the phone lines are down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's basically like, I'm a nurse. I know what I'm doing. And she's drugging him. She is drugging him. But she has she has saved him. Saved him. Mm-hmm. And um also, yeah, she's like, he's I'm your biggest fan and all this stuff. And it starts out and you're like, okay, she's nice. She's nice. She's a nice she, person. Yeah, she's a little odd. Because you don't really find out about the stalking until a little, a little bit later. later. Yeah. So you're like, she's a nurse in a small middle of nowhere town. And she introduces him to her favorite pig, who is also named, named Misery. Misery. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, wow, she really is. Yeah, his number one. His fan. number one fan. And so what Reiner or King and Goldman or all of them start to do is what I actually really love, one of the things I really loved about this movie is if you start to see hints before she... Little hints. One of the first things I caught, I don't know if everyone would, is she just offhanded refers to Michelangelo as the Dago that painted the Sistine Chapel. Oh, yeah. I had to pause and rewind because I did not remember that that was there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, did she just say? And it's really well placed uh-huh. because everything she said has, you know, like you said, she's a nice, she's a little odd, but she's also odd. She could be seen as odd in like a small town way to right. someone who's from the a big, big city. big city. Yeah. And, but when she says that, that even throws James Kahn off, who right. is like a guy who lives in New York right. and like, it's not... Yeah, you don't normally like, just throw that out. That's also thing, not how you would refer to Michelangelo. And the context in which she does it, she's talking about art, right? Right. And she's, you know, saying I'm your biggest fan, and everything you write is great. And then she's about to leave the room, and she goes, "There are two really great artists in the world that have ever existed. You and who's that? The, the Dago that painted the Sistine Chapel, and uh, he just goes." Michelangelo? Like, it's like, yeah. you're even like, okay. So at first I was like, that that's really well placed. Right. Um, don't say that word in public. It's not that nice. Yeah. If you're town, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not that big of a, whatever. Don't fucking it's a say big deal. it. It is a big deal. It's one of the bad ones. Um, but uh, for us, <laughs> we have a few. Anyway. Um, but you're like, okay. Uh, it's weird. Weird. Yeah. Still, 
you don't she's necessarily. keeping him alive. Yeah, and you're and like, he, okay, so she's maybe she's, maybe she's just, just from a small, small town. town. I don't know what people up north think, but in Texas, you go, oh, maybe uh, she's just from a small town. Sure, of course, right? And you're like, she just does. She has she no problem know. with that. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 totally. But then, like, things start to build, right? And so she knows she knows everything about him. Everything. Um, and so she knows that in this bag, his uh, satchel, satchel mm-hmm. that's where he, he's had that for years. That's, that's where, where he carries his, carries new, his boo. new book. Mm-hmm. And so she asks, she's like, oh my gosh, could I, would you ever let me read it? And he's like, well, normally, he's like, I reserve it's this for, for my editor um, and the woman who saved my life. Right. And so he's letting her read his new book. Mm-hmm. Which is untitled. Untitled. I mean, long before it's ready to be read, right? right? And then she fucking loses it. She comes in. She she comes in and she's feeding him. She brings him soup. Yeah, and she's always giving him pills. Yeah, she's always giving him pills. And, um, you know, he says, so what did you think? And she's very quiet. She's not as effusive today as she has been. And she says, no, I, who, who am I to criticize? And he's like, no, no, you need to tell me, please. And she says, well, it's the swearing, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think that it's beneath you. Yeah. You know, and clearly... He is writing about his own life and how he grew up. And he yeah. grew up as an inner city kid. Yeah, as a poor, poor kid. A poor inner city kid. Yeah. And, so you know. Everybody talks like that's that. That's how everybody talks. In the city. And that's what he tells her. He says, yeah. well, I mean, where I grew up, the way I grew up, that is how people talk in the city and, you know, whatever. Right. And she's like, she goes off on this tirade. Yeah. Of, what would be an expletive ridden tirade but she repl- she replaces the expletives with things like oogie and cockadoody yeah. and mr man yes. and she says things like that and ends up like getting really angry yes. though and it dangerously is dangerously angry and spills soup on him and spills soup on him and it is it's odd it's terrifying like kathy bates is really good yeah. she's very i mean come on dude. She's, she's good at her job she's very good at her job but I mean, there is. I mean, she's Madame Lalaurie. Yes, in, come on. I mean, she's in American Horror yeah, Story. There yeah, there is. Uh, but there is something. I mean, I think what there's something in like innocent. There's something like yeah. like um, non-threatening about the way Kathy Bates looks. Right. That just takes you. Yeah, and by surprise. And there's something I think to be said about me. Yelling fuck seven times right. is not anything because I say that word a lot or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like what people do when they get angry. There's something so strange about her losing it, but still having the capacity to use those words that she... I, that I, she replaces. Yeah, there's just something terrifying about that moment. And, and then at that moment when she leaves... Maybe you don't know the extent of what is going to happen. Right. But you, us, and Paul know he has to get the fuck out of this place. Right. Um, 
but he can't. He can't. His legs are broken, and she yeah. keeps drugging him. Yeah, his legs are broken. She keeps drugging him. As far as he knows, um, the roads are impassable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, What's he gonna do? She locks his door. Right. She tells him the phones aren't working. She tells him the phones aren't working. And so, what sort of starts to unfold is you see Paul getting healthier. Right. And trying to find a way out. But in the meantime, right? Oh, shit. Fuck. Yes. In the meantime, Cockadoodle. His his Cockadoodle book. Oh, oh my God. I've blocked it out, Christy. The previous. I blocked it out. Uh, misery book ha- is being released while he's writing this other book. Mm-hmm. So on one of her trips into the town, she buys his new misery book, yes, right? And you're it's like so right. Misery, I can't believe I skipped this part. I can't remember the name of the title. It's misery something or other. And um, misery's child. Misery's child. Yeah, is what it is. And so she starts reading misery's child. She's so excited because he's there and blah 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 blah, and. She gets to the end. Oh, dude. Dude. Uh, yeah. She gets to the end of Misery's Child, and she basically comes into his room and freaking just loses, loses it. it. Because in Misery, in, in his final book, he, he kills He kills off, her. He kills off Misery. Yeah, because as a writer, he's fucking done. Yeah. And he has killed off this character and, and even says her spirit lives on. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates, uh, Annie is not having it. You're right. right. And she freaks the fuck out. Now, what happens first? The barbecue? It's no. So she learns that misery dies. Then she says to rectify. God has spoken to. That's this right. is when. So this is when he really starts right. to realize. In the meantime, in the meantime, everybody's looking for him. Yes. Because it's been weeks and he hasn't and he's arrived. He's a famous author. He's a famous author. Yeah. And Lauren Bacall, his publisher, Lauren, Lauren Bacall. Bacall is waiting for him. Yeah, and his daughter. And his daughter. And she, Lauren Bacall calls the town sheriff and says, yeah. I'm waiting for this guy. Played by the great Richard Farnsworth. Oh my God, so good. And so they start kind of looking for him. Yes, and so things are moving on the outside. Mm-hmm. But she, So what she does, she says after Misery has died, and she, I mean, she fucking loses it as though her best friend just died. I mean, truly, right? Right. right. She says God has spoken to her. You have to bring misery back to life. And in order to do that, you have to burn your new book. Oh, God. This scene was so yes, painful. Yes, this is why I think I blocked I it out. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about you, actually. And so this is his only copy of this novel that he has worked for however long on. And he's trying to change his path. Path. She brings in a... a like one of those you know, circular little barbecue pits. Yeah. And matches. Grills. Yeah. And gasoline or whatever. Yeah, like butane, lighter fluid. Yeah, lighter fluid. And makes him light the match to burn his manuscript. Mm-hmm. It is horrifying. Yeah. And I mean, that performance, th- that scene, James Kahn gives like a really great performance yeah. of just kind of like, you are not seriously going to make me do yeah, this. Yeah, I can't. Oh, man. But. Always make copies, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it it's horrifying. I'm just going to say, if you haven't seen Misery, you know, whatever. Um, but, like, he's lying in bed because he's bedridden. Mm-hmm. And um, 
she's got the lighter fluid and she brings in the little grill thing and she throws the manuscript on the grill and then he refuses. He yeah. says, and she like puts lighter fluid on the novel and then he refuses. And very calmly, very nicely, she starts saying, help me to help you. Yeah. God has spoken to me and God has told oh, me that I should help you. Man. And she is gesturing. She's gesturing with her hands as she's doing this. And as she's gesturing, she's putting lighter fluid on the bed. Yes. Yes. And then that's when he really begins to like, yes. Oh, cock duty Yes, you're right. And this is when he's like, I have to get I have, out. Yeah, I have I, no choice. It's not only that I want to get out. I think before it's like, I got to get out of here. This lady's here. fucking weird. I don't need to be here. Now it's like, I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to die. So he's forced to light his uh, novel. And on then forced to write a new misery. misery. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, I'm going to keep you here yes. until you finish this other book. And you bring her back to and life. And this is like over, I mean, it's over the course of like a, f a month, a few months, a I few think it's weeks. A, yeah, because we, like we go from winter to spring. Right. Oh, yeah, we do. Because Eventually. Because you, you see the snow melt. Yeah, and the rain that. come. And she is able, she's able to be like, well, the phones are still down. Yeah. The road to the hospital is not yet open. Yeah. Um, and then- She's like, I bought you this typewriter or whatever. You got to write this book. And so, yes, that's when he's like, so she'll go out during, and then it just becomes this, he's trying to find a way out. Mm -hmm. And the huge to me, like, then the stress of this becomes, she like, she'll run into town, right? Mm -hmm. And he makes a key out of like a paperclip or whatever yeah. to get out of the room, realizes she doesn't even have a fucking working phone. Right. Real, he, she's been lying to him. Been lying to him. And then discovers her past. Right. That she was essentially a maternity nurse who killed babies. Right. And apparently killed a lot of people before, before. then. Yeah. And, and her she, husband. And she keeps a scrapbook. Yes. About of it. her and, murders. Yeah. And that's how he's able to find out because on one of her outings, he's able to like, you know, throw himself into the wheelchair and wheel himself yeah. into the other room. And, um, Gets back into the bed. Yes. Before she gets back. But there's back. like the tension of like, is right. he going to get back? If he doesn't get back, what's right, going right, to happen? Right. So this is when when the scene happens. Yes. And so, I mean, and again, this is like total side note. When, when I was in school, when I was in grad school, one of the scripts that I had to read in screenwriting, one of the first scripts we had to read was his um, script for Princess Bride. Uh -huh. And basically used Goldman as like the example of this is how to perfectly structure a film. Yeah. And he does it here too. Oh yeah. Because you get to a point, it's super tense, it's super tense, but it's like, oh man, what's the next op? Here's the next obstacle. He has accidentally moved one of her figurines, right? Because mm -hmm. he knocked yeah, it Yeah, yeah. It's like, what, like a penguin. Yeah. He knocks a penguin off her desk and then she comes back in and he's left every, I mean, he doesn't, he just picks it up and puts it back on the desk, goes back to the bed. He thinks everything's cool. Yeah. He's, he's, co he's covered his tracks. He's covered his tracks. He's got a plan because he's, by this time, he's been putting the novel. He's not taking the pills He's not anymore. taking the pills he, and he's collecting the. Yeah. I thought that was so clever too, that he decides to collect the, the sleeping powder and then doesn't know how to get rid of the gel caps and just decides to eat, eat the gel them. caps. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, I don't know. If and I so like, it. you're like, oh, he's going to knock her the fuck out. Right. And then. Yeah, but she gets back and she comes into the room and she says, 
I know you've been out. Yep. Because my little penguin is facing in the other direction. Yeah. It always faces east. Yeah. And then. And you see his face and she says, I'm going to have to keep you here. Yeah. Like, there's no other way. And then gives him a brief lecture on the history of hobbling. Oh, God. Oh, God. To build the tension because you know she's about to hobble him. And it is, uh, I mean, I guess probably the most famous scene in the movie, right? It is. And, and here's the thing. It's, you don't see it happen. You, no. you see the prep for it. Yeah. Like you see up close the instruments that she is going to use to uh-huh. hobble him. Yeah. And then at the moment of it happening, maybe you see the hammer swing back or yeah. whatever. But everything is on Khan's face. Yes. And, and then, the sound. And the sound. And it is proof that. Not seeing it can be far worse than seeing it or far more effective than seeing it. This is why I've stayed away from the movie for so long. it's so horrifying. I knew that I wasn't going to see the actual thing happen and I still Still, covered my eyes. It's so fucking brutal. And and the fact that like the way that they build everyone, actors, direct, everybody involved, the way that they are able to build the tension with her telling that story, mm-hmm. it was basically about what like fucking mine owners used to do to miners who stole, right? Yeah. So they could keep working. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a real thing that used to yeah, happen. Yeah, that used to be done. And so, yeah, it's like right when you think Con, when you think Paul has a chance, the obstacle that, you know, King and Golden, Goldman and Reiner, it's perfectly placed in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and then it just becomes again, now what the fuck is he going to do? Right. And almost like he's almost there, like a couple, he almost is able to drug her, right? Mm-hmm. And she spills the wine and he uses so many different tactics. Mm-hmm. Like I can't fight her, so I'm going to make her think I do love her. Right. Um. You, he finally gets a sense. He sees a helicopter. Mm-hmm. He sees the roads melting. So he gets a sense that, that they're looking for him. People yeah. are looking for him. And and he's just trying to hang on. Meanwhile, he's trying to. he has to finish this fucking novel. Right. Um, that he, and she comes in and says, correct it several times. Yes. Because he's not writing it he's right. He's cheated or he's whatever. He's cheated or whatever. Um, and then, like, I mean, he ends up using that novel as his means to get out. Right. Because he threatens to burn it. Uh-huh. Um, he's able to get a match and fluid or whatever. And she, for like- He lets her read it. He lets her read yes. it all the way through except the last two pages. The last two pages. And, and then- she, Yes. She brings him the Don Perignon. Yes, yes. And the Lucky Strike. And, and the match to let- And that's the match. Right, to light, which and is then, a great- God, he sets that up in the yeah. first shot. And then she, so good. he says- she says, everything is perfect. And he goes, uh, everything except one thing, which is another great setup because she's been like bringing him all this stuff. Right. And she's like, did I do good? Did I do good? And he says, well, I need this other kind of paper, yeah. which sends her off, off, the rails. off the rails. All I and, do for you and you don't find yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she hits him with the typewriter and whatever. And there's like lots of little incidences like that where it's just like one little thing and she, she just, just flies off the rails. It. Um, and so this time at the end, he goes, everything is perfect except one thing. And you're like, oh, oh God. God. And he says, this time we need two glasses. Yes. And so she gets excited and she's like, oh, I'm going to go get another glass. Yeah, I'm she's going to get to share in this yeah. like ritual with him. So while she leaves the room, he lights the match. Dude. And lights 
the last two pages and she comes back in and he says, you need, uh, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Also, I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, basically he is able, it, it's, which I think speaks turns to the, table. the level of her obsession or whatever uh-huh. you want to call it. That book is as important to her or more important to, it's like he's holding a family member hostage. Right. It's like in another movie where someone would put a gun to a mom's kid's head. Right. And say, if you don't do this, mm-hmm. and then the mom will do whatever, right? Right. Or dad. What You know what I mean. Yeah. This is the, the threat of burning the last two pages of this fucking book mm-hmm. are as, for her, as, that's as important. As, as if the you, life of, of a loved one yes, or whatever. Yeah. And his plan is to like, while she is trying to save the book, because he's going to freaking burn it. Oh, yeah. He's going to, he picks up the typewriter and tries yeah. to clock her. And we've seen him like training. Yeah. Like, like trying to get his arm back right. in shape because he broke his arm or dislocated his shoulder or whatever. Uh-huh. Trying to get stronger for this moment. Right. Um, I mean, it's fucking crazy. All hell breaks loose and, and you know. You know, and it, and it culminates in this amazing physical fight. Yeah. Between, between the two of between them. Between the two of them. Um, and so... I, it's great. Yeah. The, 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 what I love about it also is that, you know, Rob Reiner doesn't use any weird filters. No. You know, and it's a, it's, it's a, it really does feel like, oh, you're going to watch a nice movie set yeah. in this beautiful countryside in the mountains and it's lit in a way that does not give you any indication about what you are about to, to see, see go down. And it, that's, I think that is the, well, a huge part of the power of it is—is mm-hmm. is he? Yeah, man, he doesn't do. I mean, and I'm not—he doesn't do the obvious, right? And there are look. I mean, I I love a good filter, a good filter, or Argento being like, I don't know, this room's red. Um, right, he, he's not doing but any of that. This is not that. that movie. No, and and I think it serves it so well. And I think both of their performances, um, obviously, like Bates won an Academy Award, and and it made. I mean, like let's. It made her career. Yeah, it made I mean, her career. I think she would admit that, right? Absolutely. Um, and it is the more um, on its surface dazzling performance. Dif- performance. I think Khan, you have a guy who is famous for his physicality, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, especially not even just as Santino, but throughout his yeah, career. Yeah, throughout his career. Not, not, I mean, his physicality, his just like general pure energy. Like he's always... Like fucking right. He was also a good dancer. He played Billy Rose in, yes. in Funny Lady and played a football player in, yeah. in Brian's song. Like mm-hmm. he's a like this is he's what a physical physical guy, guy. good looking, fit man. And for ninety percent of this movie, he's either in bed or in a wheelchair. Uh-huh. And I think the adjustments he makes, the way he's able to do things without that part of him that's so commonly used mm-hmm. is really fucking impressive. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and I mean, I read, obviously she was extremely upset when he died. I read what Kathy Bates wrote, but I mean, she even credited him for like teaching her a lot about filmmaking. Film acting. Yeah. You know, like to come in, this is your first movie and you're opposite this dude who's been around forever and is in one of the most famous fucking films ever made. Right. He could easily be a dick. Um, yeah. 
I'm not, I don't know what he was like in life, but I mean, she at least said, you know. Oh. Well, the actor who plays Carlo in Godfather. Uh, that piece of shit. Piece of, sh- piece of cock-a-doody. Yeah. I read that, that thing that he wrote or that interview that he did after Jimmy Kahn passed away talking crap about him. And I was like, why don't you say it to his face? Why didn't you say it to his face? Yeah, because he beat MF-er. the shit out of you. Yeah. Fuck Carlo. Yeah, man. In, re- in real life and in the movie. Oh, God, I love his death so much. Yeah, me um, too. It's righteous. So, okay, I, I want to... One thing you brought up that I thought was super interesting when you were texting, when we were texting after, or after you had watched it or after I watched it. Uh, yeah, let me know how you are on time. No, no, um, we're fine. You said, like, man, this is a really interesting exploration of toxic fandom it really is before we talk before about we that. even talk about it and here's the thing it's i watched misery right mm-hmm. and then i got online for whatever reason yeah and i read this article that has to do with i think stranger things okay it's stranger things sure and it was like the the headline was petition to to bring back a beloved character sure. on Stranger Things yeah, reaches course. over 43,000 oh signatures, my God. right? And I'm like, who are you to demand that anybody should bring back a character yeah. that they killed off in their story that they wrote that they came up in their head? Yeah, it's insane. It is crazy and, to me. And they did... The similar thing, I mean, look, I didn't like the Game of Thrones ending. I thought the final season fell apart. But there were petitions for... To try to force HBO to redo the season. That's insane. We, I mean, you and I lived. <laughs> what are you, are you kidding talking me? about? You and I lived through Lost. Yes. Still, we, li- still we, living through it, Christy. We were very, still living through we it. We were very sad about that finale. Yes. It's crap. It's terrible. But and it's upsetting. It's upsetting. But am I going to, I'm not going to sign or start a petition and demand that. No, that, and, and, and it's, it's, it's none of my business how they want it to end. Right. It's in, and you can be disappointed. And if Absolutely. you want to tell you, say how ba- you're disappointed. Sure. But this is the idea. I think, but like you brought, like I said, like you brought up behind misery where you have a, which is really interesting because this is so pre-internet. Yeah. And I said to you, man, he must have gotten some really weird fucking fan mail. Yeah. Right? Like that to me is where this... Or, Ye- no, yeah. I read a little bit about that, but go ahead. But this is when a fan, a reader, an audience member, whatever, TV viewer, film viewer, Star Wars, um, <laughs> when you take, when you believe you have ownership over characters right just because you really truly love them i get it man i fucking love luke skywalker right i mean i wanted to be him because i was young enough to think i still could be right not mark hamill luke, luke skywalker. skywalker no yeah I and mean, i was you know yeah very young you, you were when that, that age movie came when out that came out lots of little boys yeah wanted to be and then you get older and you're like oh man i really should try to be han, solo. Be han solo i will yeah. get laid a lot more <laughs> um but there is a point, and I think now, obviously, with the internet and everything, it's it's even worse. Like, you don't own this. You don't. You didn't do shit. Yes, shows need audiences. Yes, movies need audiences. But this is not yours. Right. And stories are not <laughs> always going to turn out the way you want them to. Right. Just like 
life. Yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes you're going to be disappointed and you have to learn how to live with that. Yes. And like, um, there's God, there, odd, oddly enough, there's a line in the offer. Cause I just finished, we just finished last night. Mm-hmm. So it's still fresh. And, and, um, Matthew Good. <laughs> Who's so, so phenomenal so as Bob Evans. As Bob Evans. So Bob Evans has this line. He's like, we're not here to give the audience what they want. I love this line. We're, you know, we're here to show them what they need, need to, to see. see. Um, and I, you know, I think that's always, a, that's the goal. Yeah. Do you always do that? Do you always get there? Maybe not, but it's what you shoot for. And if you start to let audiences readers watchers whatever dictate the story you tell funders funders yes right the people who fund theaters or whatever if they get to to dictate it never works out right like once you are there was a complaint about i can't remember which star wars show going far to to the other side yeah essentially being accused of reading fan comments, internet comments, and tailoring the show towards that. Well, remember, I mean, I know how you feel about Rogue One. I love Rogue One. Uh, I know it's not your favorite. It is not. But... But I do love him in it. Yeah, but there were a lot of Star Wars fans who hated the choice of Diego Luna as the protagonist because... Because he has an accent? Because Star Wars protagonists cannot have a Spanish accent because how does a Spanish speaker exist in... (laughs) In a world where in a fucking far, far away, where Wookies have a language, right? <laughs> right. Where okay. you can have a British accent, but <laughs> yeah, of course, exactly. And more recently, there was crazy outrage at the Obi Wan show because there was a black female protagonist, right? Right. And correct. you know, all the boys were God like, forbid. God forbid that a black woman be a hero of a Star Wars, right? Or show. like carry a lightsaber, right? Exactly. Only white boys can. When Carrie Fisher, right? You know, I'm like, well, she's a Skywalker. And yeah, so she's motherfucker. Yoda also, talked about yeah, her exactly. in fucking Empire, mm-hmm. dicks. And and so like, yeah, it's this is these people should not dictate the story. Um, and I don't. Again, I'm also not. Look, I'm not. Uh, having. <laughs> You know, you and I did a lot of theater in the 90s. Right. Which was often geared at like, fuck the audience. Right. I actively hate them. Right. Theater of alienation. You, you fuckers showed up, you fucking idiots. There We're going to do this play anyway. Yeah. There are a lot of bands I was into that also acted like that would right. make fun of you for seeing them. You're like, but so mm-hmm. I'm not, that's not normally where I, I'm not that, right? Right. I mean, occasionally it is fun. Sure. But I do not think anything should be dictated by what fans want. Um, this is the fight I'm always having as a person who is still actively a theater maker and part of that world and now find myself in a position of being a theater administrator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always say, I always say that the, 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 the minute, the minute, the second, whatever, that theater proper joined the ranks of the ballet and the opera and the symphony, that's when we lost our street cred. Yeah. Because actors and theater makers were, are better off as thieves and hookers yeah. and tramps because we're supposed to be showing 
people what they need to see, right. not what they want not to see. Not what they want to see. And as soon as you start to apologize and and kowtow yeah. to the people who are giving you money or whatever, then you start to be more afraid of of what you're putting in front of them. Right. And then you lose your soul. Yeah, and then you're done. I you're mean, done. you're done. And and look, I understand the flip side is, well, no one comes to your theater. Okay, well, then it shuts down. Yeah. But at least we went out fucking swinging. Right. Um, and I was trying to think in terms, after you said that, in terms of, of misery, and you have someone like Stephen King, I mean, that's, he's a, he is a lone author. You know, if people come after Star Wars, they're right. often coming out like, they're coming after a production, a production company or, or a Disney team of writers or, a bunch or of whatever. People. With him, it's just him. Yeah. Well, and I read that, you know, when you start looking up all this stuff on the internet, is misery based on a true story um, is one of the questions that pops up. And while not based in a completely true story, it is based on experiences that he's, he's had. had with fans. And yeah, back in the time, it would be letters. Yeah. It would be or, at a, or at a reading or a book or signing yeah. or, a, or a reading or whatever asking why did you do this why did you do that right. why did you kill off that person or whatever right. listen it hurts me when the sheriff gets oh shot, yeah but but it needs to happen it needs to happen and you know what even if it didn't i think it's the right choice even if it didn't hey man that's the choice he made that's the i choice don't know he made. what to tell you and i know that stephen king has a problem with kubrick's the Shining, and it is a little bit different, but Kubrick is his own artist person, yes. right? When when Halloran gets the axe to the chest, yeah, th that is one of the most difficult scenes for me to watch because right. I love that character so much. But doesn't that make it even? It makes me love him more. Absolutely, like it's more affecting. Yeah, and that's that's interesting because yeah, it's like Stephen, you you sold your rights, dude. Like right. you're you're now turning into the thing you hate, right? Um. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a weird. I don't and I don't know and I I guess it is fucking so. I'm so old, Christy. Uh, I'm sure it and is. And I'm older than it you. It is social media or whatever that now it's no longer that people get upset. Like they feel as though they have a right mm -hmm. to dictate what should happen. They have a right to. I I, like, I didn't know about this Obi One thing, but to yeah. attack a woman publicly for getting cast for getting cast. For doing the thing that she worked hard and worked hard to do to do and get, and other people decided to use her. It's fucking and good for her. Yeah, it's that's that shit's insane. But it's an, it's everywhere. I mean, and, and I blame the internet. Yeah. I do, Michael. I blame social media, and and I'm guilty. I am guilty of like being on my Instagram, you know, for for too long or whatever. But you see, like little posts where it's like. Somebody redecorates their bathroom, right? Right. And then the hate yeah. that they receive, well, your bathroom looked better beforehand, or yeah. that tile is stupid it's or whatever. Crazy. And I'm like, it's a bathroom, y'all. Yeah, calm down. And it look, is a bathroom, and it's their bathroom. They right. like this tile, so shut the duty off. Yeah, and look, I will get on this podcast and talk about how fucking bad Scream 2022 is for nine hours. That's our job. Me. Um, it is, but also at the same time, I'm not writing the studio. Right, we're not demanding, <laughs> we're not that, demanding. They, that they take and Scream also, 2022 off the shelf. I don't think they're terrible people. Right. I just don't like the movie I they made. I just don't like the movie they made. Dude, they have every right to oh make it. Oh my God, like we had a friend, I don't want to name names. We had a friend 
we have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. You are closer with her than I am, but we are mutual friends who accomplished something fucking incredible this mm-hmm. week. Did something that most performers dream of. Right. And we had another friend congratulate her on this incredible thing. Yeah. And then, oh, well, I see you didn't blah, 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 and you didn't congratulate this for blah. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. This was one person who really loves this other person saying, holy shit. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're amazing. You're amazing. That's it. The only response should be, you're amazing. Right. Now, man, everyone's got to tell you. I did not deep dive into that post because <laughs> good, I knew good. I was going <laughs> to be away. really, really, really upset. Yes. I mean, she, yes, you would. Be. She just lived a dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, she's nicer and better than everybody. So right. just fucking shut up. Yeah. But, uh, and so is the person that congratulated exactly, her. Exactly. So I just, it's, so what we're saying is we're old. Yeah. Um, social media is terrible. Social media is terrible, but also in King's, sort of like whatever dude he's way ahead on this thing and i'm not i'm not saying necessarily he was the first person but like he is taking on he's pointing out a thing that we really didn't talk about publicly or regularly until decades later right um how yes you you need fans you want to appreciate your fans but like how easily that can become right you know and i feel i feel i feel like it's like closely related to not exactly like, but closely related to like when a celebrity makes an off color remark, right? Yeah. They say something that not everybody approves. That's not terrible. Right. It's just their own opinion. Yeah. Guess what? Celebrities also have opinions that yeah. may not be popular. Sure. You may not like them. Right. And they express them and then there is public outcry. Yeah. And then it really upsets me. When that celebrity, especially if they're a comedian, because it is a comedian's job to make social commentary, that's their job. When that comedian comes out publicly and says, I'm sorry for saying what I said, it really, really upsets me because you're doing your job. Yeah. That's why I love also Dave Chappelle, who doesn't apologize for for anything. He doesn't apologize for anything that he says. And like, I, again, it's just a strange thing. And it's like, I love that King takes it as to to, the, ex, to the extreme. Right? Yeah, um, th- this is what your number one fan can become. Right. Um, when someone believes they own the thing you made. Right. Uh, when someone believes your characters are real. Right. Um, you, like fuck off, man. Right. Like I like it's I, it's that's it's, the lesson they, today. Yeah, fuck off. Also. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Yeah, and, and that's oh, oh my god. So I, I know some I fucking TV writer or novelist. They don't owe you. I come back. I keep coming back to this is life. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, you're not going to be happy with what happens in the story of your life right. all the time. Yeah, you know what? You are going to have relatives that die yeah you're gonna have pets that die people are gonna break your heart friends are gonna leave your life that you thought were friends that maybe are not friends you don't get to write the producer and say (laughs) i demand that you bring back 
cuddles my I've dog. Got, I've gotten 40,000 signatures that right. would really I have 43,000 like, signatures. Can you make my ex-boyfriend come back? Like, me? fuck off. Uh, it's yeah. just not going to happen. No, I, it's not. And I think. And if you want, then, then, then you write your own book. Thank you. Yes, that's it. Go write your own fucking thing. Write your own story that you can keep your character alive yeah. forever, and it'll probably be terrible oh, because it's, it's so, not. It's not. It's affecting. so easy. Anyone can do Anyone it. Anyone can do Just it. Go write a fucking novel. Yeah. Let's see how it turns out. Right. Um, Misery. Watch it. It's watch a kick-ass Misery. film. It is so good. This is this is Kathy Bates. If you are a fan of American Horror uh, this, story, then this is like. The precursor of everything yeah, that she's doing. Yeah, and I think hopefully, and I hope she lives another 50 years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I know she's in her 70s, but she'll make it to 120. Absolutely. But I do believe this will, when she does go, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, it will come back. This to is this. gonna be one of, one of those movies yeah. that she will be absolutely. It's definitive. Just fucking definitive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, R.I.P. James Caan. You were incredible. Yeah, and uh, just to say, like she was up against some, some. She was up against Angelica Houston. Yeah, she was up against Meryl Streep. She was up against Julia Roberts. Like she and nobody knew. And her. nobody knew her. It and was, those and, three women were already humongous stars. Yeah. So it's, I I love her, and yes, she is. Uh, obviously, I went to her alma mater, and she is a huge deal there. And, and we have rehearsed many times in, in the, the Kathy, Kathy Bates, Bates studio. studio, and yeah, it's. But she's awesome, and I love that it's her. Yeah. And not I don't know some of the other assholes that went to SMU. Um, Real quick, I got some business, some tap oh, business. Yeah, for let's the people. do it. Uh, yeah, y'all. Hey, uh, we are on Good Pods now. <gasps> this is a cool app to go find independent podcasts. So check us out on there, and mm-hmm. you can find other things. You can interact. You can even leave us money. Yeah. <laughs> so check us out on Good Pods. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, people. Right. Because in the near future, we are going to have like lots of little new bits. Yeah, we're going to be dropping some video content. Yep. So uh, yeah, all that's coming. We're back. I can't believe it. Two weeks in a row. I'm so proud of us. Oh my gosh. I was going to make it happen no matter, no matter what. what. We did um, it. But now I have to leave again. Yeah. So we'll try to get to Black Phone. Uh, if not, we we'll will find start, something we'll, else. We'll find something else to come back with. Yeah. See y'all later. Bye.